welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and today you are joining me for episode number 27, which is all about Sunday being the Sun's Day. But first, three things I did over the weekend to help with my witchcraft practice. Well, I did it. My first ever cord cutting spell. I took my time and I organized it to fit perfectly into my needs. After I got the spell started, I sat and stared at the flames for a bit, continuing the energy and the breaking of ties. I shuffled my crow tarot deck and asked for guidance and clarity. I pulled three cards, one for the past, one for the present, and one for the future. I don't know how to explain this deck and the connection I have to it. You guys know I'm all about the crows. <laughs> I definitely feel they're my cheer squad uh, pushing me forward with this, um, this venture. But yet again, the cards spoke, as they always do. So I pulled the devil for the past the Page of Cups for the present, and the Queen of Cups for the future. So the devil says, Perched in the middle of a river of blood, atop his latest prey, the devil is disinterested in the lives he has destroyed. His presence can be cold and dark. At times, to catch his prey, he channels his charming nature and allows the unsuspecting victim to willingly follow, only to discover Later, he has taken their joy and replaced it with despair. And here is where my tears started. Chained, yet able to free herself, if she sincerely wishes, is a little bird, symbolizing purity and a free spirit that has succumbed to the forceful demands of the devil. This card can mean that there is an addiction that is preventing you from finding real freedom and happiness, It may also indicate a fear of change. Either way, this card points out that the chains that um, have bound you may be of your own creations. Second, I pulled the Page of Cups for the present. And it says, This is a creative crow who finds inspiration practically everywhere she looks. The crow leans in and listens to a fish spin romantic talks of love and travels. This young, energetic bird delights in discovering new ideas and experiences, especially if they seem unconventional. The Page of Cups appears to you as a reminder that dreams can often provide the answers or inspiration we seek. Stay open-minded. And last, I pulled the Queen of Cups for the future. And that card says, On her throne, surrounded by the ocean's bounty, The serene queen stares out into the water where she connects with the subconscious mind and receives messages from her higher self. The cup in front of her is covered in feathers and represents her inner thoughts. The queen of cups denotes loving, intuition energy that may be found in an older woman in either your life or during a time you seek healing. This energy may also manifest in yourself during times you need self love. So I read and reread the cards while the two candles burned and I said goodbye 
I kept the energy of friendship and teamwork and removed all other elements. It was time, time to cut the cord. Two equal candles were, you know, lit, and I carved my name and birthday on one and his name and birthday on the other. The candle to the right represented me and burned much, much faster and was actually the first side of the yarn that tied the two candles together to have the black uh, wax spill over it. The other candle was steady, slowly and evenly burning down the center. Both flames you know, danced and were bright blue at the bottom of the fire. The top of his flames had lines in it, like arms reaching out trying to get higher. Though, right next to it, my candle did not. The orange middle and the yellow top of my flame moved around the wick, swaying back and forth. For a little bit, they looked like a, like a picture. You know, I saw the flames, but nothing was moving anymore. Time literally felt like it was standing still. I did not use small candles. I really did not believe small candles would you know, hold the weight of so many years that needed to be broken. Uh, the time it took for the candles to burn down and send the spell off to work was worth it. Now I need to do my part. I kept the spell remains that I did with, you know, the waning moon and buried them uh, with yesterday's dark moon. Now that completed the spell, and now I will stay true and let the powers work. I will focus my energy on, you know, the queen of cups <laughs> and know that the water is where I connect and allow my subconscious, you know, my subconscious mind to receive messages. So I have to say this this cord cutting spell really drained me. I was not totally prepared for how tired I would feel afterwards. My candle ended up burning out pretty quick, which I took as a good sign. I know I am done and I am resolved with this new path. His candle burned for about four hours longer. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, the wick kept going, you know, even though the wax had melted. For a couple of hours, it really looked like his side almost had two wicks as part of the string that you know, absorbed the wax, and it ended up kind of turning into like a second flame. It was really weird. Not sure how to interpret that, but I let them both burn out. So I know he is not resolved with, with this. He wants to keep the energy going, so I did expect his candle to take longer, but like four hours the whole day, <laughs> the whole rest of the day. Again, I did not use small candles, so and this was on purpose. You know, we were together for seven years and then held on to a version of a relationship for another 20 years. So I wanted, you know, candles for the cord cutting spell to symbolize the deep amount of energy that has been fostered. So, you know, it might be draining, and I guess that was good. It mimics the amount of energy spent, you know, over the past 30 years. So again, I can't totally say goodbye to him, but I do want to say goodbye to the old behavior and welcome a new chapter of friendship and teamwork. So, on a lighter note, <laughs> um, and over to my family of crows, my yard is still needing so much maintenance. Um, I am out in California in the United States, and we've gotten so much rain, and with that comes so many weeds. Um, instead of hiring people to help uh, me this time, though, I continue to roll up my sleeves and help Mother Earth, even if it's just in my own backyard. So the cute part and fun part about this weekend was my familiar crow love bug. Him coming out when I am out really is nothing new. But this time, as I was cleaning up and working in the yard, he did not ask for peanuts. Instead, 
he began a very elaborate grooming session of his own feathers and did not stop until I stopped. I really felt like we were in it together. <laughs> he, he stayed with me the whole time on the wire just above my yard and groomed away while I mowed the grass and tidied up. I loved it. I loved every second of him joining in and staying by my side. Moon status this week. Well, as is airs, we are starting our new moon. Yesterday and today, um, they're both pretty much dark moons. And then starting tomorrow is our new moon. Now, new moons are the start of a new moon cycle, the beginning, a fresh start. So for us, we can work with this amazing energy for our own new beginnings and fresh starts. If you are making new moon water, think about your intentions, about cleansing, self-improvement, and shadow work. This is a good time to rearrange your altar or witchy space. Uh, clean it, then cleanse it, and then add something new. Now, if you like uh, making goals and to-do lists, new moons are a great time. I always like the new moon ritual baths, and of course you can do the same thing with a shower. You know, as the old washes away, we welcome and give power to the new. Okay, I am going to go grab my show notes so we can jump into today's podcast. I have got my notes, and today is all about Sunday being the sun's day. Now, I think I mentioned this one before, but one of my worky, worky, one of my witchy work wishes was to draw on and work with the energy of the days of the week. And this one, Sunday, wraps up all of our seven days. On previous episodes, I have covered Monday, Moon Day, Tuesday, Mars Day, Wednesday, Mercury Day, Thursday, Jupiter Day, Friday, Venus Day, and Saturday, which is Saturn's Day. So I did start with Monday, not just because I love the moon so much, but because I really do believe Monday starts the week. We probably have 50-50 out there. <laughs> if you agree with me, let me know. Shoot me a, shoot me a note. Um, so I am ending this seven-part series with Sunday, which I believe closes our week. All right, let's go over the basics of Sunday first. So our planet is the sun. Element is fire. The sign is Leo, the lion. Our colors are going to be orange, yellow, gold, and white. Crystals and stones. It's going to be our tiger's eye, coarse gold, amber, sunstone, carnelian, red agate, uh, citrine, and diamonds. Our herbs and plants will be our beautiful sunflowers, uh, marigolds, buttercups, poppy, hibiscus, lemon plants, and frankincense. Metal is gold. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Animals are the lion, eagle, rooster, and horse. Our deities are going to be Brigid, Helios, Apollo, Ray, and Freyr. So what does all of this bring? Well, Sunday is about success. It's a time for growth and confidence. Sunday is a great day for breaking a habit and new beginnings. It's about self-expression. It's about our work and making decisions. Seems silly, huh? <laughs> to have work stuff on a Sunday. 
that Sunday is all about motivation and it is all about success. Well, it's obvious that fire will be a part of the sun, right? Fire is one of the four elements. We also have earth, air, and water. Now, the element of fire brings its own energy and really does directly contribute to the power of Sundays. With fire, we have uh, candle flames, we have hearth flames, lanterns, torches, wood, and bonfires. Of course, I think I mentioned ashes uh, that come from fire are also considered part of the element of fire since, you know, they carry the workings and the magic of the fire itself. Um, Fire sparks inspiration, confidence, passion, creativity. Fire is associated with new beginnings, energy, and of course, war. Now, the zodiac sign is Leo, and Leos are big leaders. Not surprising, right, with the power of sun behind them? Uh, They are very charming, uh, creative, and confident. They're pretty optimistic and cheerful and have that magnanimous quality about them. So Leos get things done and are an ambitious sign. They tell it like it is and are great problem solvers. How can we work with the energy of the sun on Sunday? Well, the first one I have is to look at the deities. And of course, we've got Brigid, Helios, Apollo, Ray, and Frere. Helios is a titan god of the sun, our sight, heat and fire, our paths of the days and years, and the nourisher of life. Helios is said to hold the magic of witches. Apollo is a Greek god of the sun and is said to have borrowed the chariot of Helios to drive it across the sky each day. Apollo is said to be much like his father Zeus and enjoy the company of nymphs. Now, nymphs are Greek fairies and are very, very sexual and known to fall in love with humans. So Ray is an Egyptian god of the sun who has uh, a head of a falcon with kind of a sun image on top. It is said that Ray combined his powers with the Egyptian supreme god Amun, and together they created a new deity called Amun-Ray. Amun-Ray became king of the gods and was the creator of the universe. The other two sun deities are Brigid and Freyr. Now, Brigid, also sometimes uh, referred to as Brig, is the great mother goddess of Ireland and is represented by an eternal flame. So she is coming into our sun element directly with the fire association. It is said that when she was born, fire and flames came out of the home that stretched all the way up to the sky. And since she was born in the morning, right as the sun was dawning, it looked like her house was on fire. Brigid is also known as a triple goddess of three sister selves, and that will be the Lady of Healing Waters, the Goddess of the Sacred Flame, and the Goddess of the Fertile Earth. You'll see Brigid referenced um, with what looks like a cross, but it's actually reeds of grass tied together and crossed, traditionally uh, made during bulk. So I don't know if I've mentioned Frere before um, in any of my episodes, other than maybe the fact that that his sister is Freya. Uh, Her day is Friday, but Frere's day is Sunday. Now, Frere is the Norse god of fertility and known for light showers of rain and lots of sunshine. Basically, kind of like a nice fair type weather guy (laughs) Uh, for our spring and summer. 
So Freyr is the symbol of peace and a member of the Vanir gods, which are associated with sorcery. Now, we can work with, you know, Sunday's energy by focusing on the main areas the sun gives light to. This is success, growth, confidence, new beginnings, creativity, and our own motivation. Now, if you're a morning person, I've got just go outside and watch a sunrise. (laughs) And it really is a great way to incorporate the new beginning of a day and capture the energy of growth and inspiration. You know, as the sun rises, allow the energy inside you to also gain strength and power. Now, I have a distinct, very vivid memory back, um, gosh, I think it was fifth grade when I was about 10 years old. My class went to outdoor school for a week, which I think everybody got to do when they were in the fifth grade. Uh, So students, not everybody, but for my school, I mean. Um, So students were broken up in two cabins, and a reward for having a good week was at the end, two cabins got to go on a sunrise hike. For a 10-year-old, waking up before dawn did not seem much like a reward at the time, but I'll never forget the experience. We got ourselves up and ready, and camp counselors led the way to the top of a mountain. They got all of the kids seated on the ridge to watch the sunrise. They played the song, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles, just as the sun was slowly rising. All of the kids just sat in silence, listening to that song and soaking up the warm rays of light. It really was an experience I will never forget. And each time I hear that song as an adult, I am brought right back to that very moment on top of the mountain, feeling the power of the sun. So Sunday is all about fire. My two main uh, signs, um, sun and moon signs, are associated with water first and foremost, and then air. Now, my rising sign is a fire sign. And oddly enough, that has been the area I have done most of my witchcraft practice in. Some of it long before I knew what witchcraft even was. (laughs) So if you are looking to have ways to work with the sun's energy on a Sunday, I say go for the element of fire. Some good suggestions here are going to be um, working with Hestia. No, Hestia is not a Sunday deity, you know, Brigid is, but Hestia is a big fire deity. You can dedicate some space. Of course, a spot in the kitchen or by your fireplace is going to be perfect for her. Um, you can give her offerings. The Greek would actually give her the first sacrifice or taste when cooking. Really any fire ritual will call Hestia, whether it's in your fireplace or in your kitchen. But also candle magic. I have a candle going um, in my kitchen when I'm cooking and baking. Although it's been said you you know, should never blow out a candle when working with her, uh, my kitchen candle is lit and blown out often because <laughs> it's a really big candle. So anything you do in your kitchen, though, especially if you cook with or you know make bacon or pork, um, specifically if you make bread, of course, any kind of bread, um, that's going to call Hestia and work with that fire magic. There are other areas in the home. Um, you know, and volunteering, of course, it would favor Hestia. But for the element of fire, fire up your stove to boil water for your tea. 
burn a fire in your fireplace in her honor, dedicate your kitchen cooking to her. Some form or fashion like that will work with the element of fire and Hestia. Of course, next would be Brigid. Same thing. Do some research on her and see how best you can devote some time to her and the element of fire. Now, fire magic can be used for divination. This is called pyromancy. And it's a process of looking into the burning flames and watching them move and dance around. Or you can watch the smoke um, that rises up and read that. Or maybe watch something burning in the actual fire to gain information. So if you can create fire magic on Sunday, you'll be working directly with the masculine energy of the day and the sun. It might be, you know, in a meditative state or an altered state of mind where you see something in the fire. Or it may just be like a calm state where you ask a question when you're looking into the fire. You'll need to interpret either way the images that come to you. Same with the smoke rising. The direction the smoke moves can provide you with answers. Ashes of a fire can also be used. You can actually you know, ask a question and then write yes on the right and no on the left in the ashes. Leave them overnight untouched and the word that remains in the morning is your answer. Candle magic is widely used. Even if, you know, fireworkings is not something that is much of a calling to you, there are so many rituals that call for the use of candles. But if you're going to use, you know, the flame of the candle specifically for, you know, your fire energy work, you'll need to make sure that you're in a space, of course, that is draft-free if you're in a home or no big breeze from outside on your patio or, you know, your AC or heater is on, stuff like that. If you are working outside, try to do it on a pretty calm night. The behavior of the flame is absolutely going to give you direction. And if that has altered a bunch, you might not get a good reading. Um, the way the wax falls on a burning candle can also give you direction. Again, this will work with more like yes or no questions. If the wax falls to the right, your answer is yes. If it falls to the left, your answer is no. Now, cauldron magic has a bunch of options. And I think I've said this before, but as popular as candle magic is, cauldron magic really can be even more powerful. There are a bunch of homes being built now with without fireplaces, and some cities even ban them altogether, inside and outside fireplaces. Um, so cauldron workings really can substitute for fires and be a great solution for the absence of them. Now, when working with a cauldron, I personally like cast iron. I know there are other... Um, elements that will, you know, protect you and the, the spells and the surrounding area, but my preference definitely is cast iron. With cauldron magic, of course, you can use herbs and combine them with a the fire to create um, specific smoke. And you can also um, write down what you want to banish on a bay leaf and burn it. You can, of course, use the same thing um, using a piece of paper. Um, for banishing, though, once you have the intention written down, fold the paper away from you in three separate folds. Now, if you have a big enough cauldron, you can actually cook in it. Hestia would be impressed. <laughs> uh, you can also burn incense and candles in it. Um, I have not used mine for a simmer pot, but I do know that it's also widely used. So Sunday is a great day for health and healing magic. You know, for me, I really use Sunday as my reset day. It's a very personal day for me. It's about planning out the week ahead and getting organized, you know, doing what makes me happy and brings me joy. Now, good uh, healing herbs will be our parsley, rosemary, mint chives, 
Thyme. Thyme. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thyme, basil, fennel, and bay leaves. Now, how you use them? Well, be creative. A healing spell using a bay leaf and the element of fire is perfect for a Sunday. Maybe you would like a cup of hot chocolate to wind down on a Sunday evening. You know, throw some spice in there to add, you know, the element of fire. And as you stir it, stir to the right and repeat your wishes. So how can we bring the Sunday energy into the office? Well, ordinarily, I would highly, highly suggest to make sure all of us corporate and working professionals are taking time away from the office. Not only working in it, but thinking of it too. You know, it's deliberate personal time. Now, I do understand everything is about balance. So coming up with things on Sunday for our work week was a little tough, but not impossible. A big part of regrouping and tending to our own personal needs will in turn actually give us great steps forward in the coming work week. So Sunday is a great day for health and healing magic. You know, for me, I really use Sunday as my reset day. For the office specifically, Sunday is about power and the sun. The Leo energy is going to help us a lot with our work. They are a pretty optimistic and cheerful sign, (laughs) you know, and they have that magnanimous quality about them. These are all good qualities for the office. So Leos get things done and they are ambitious. They tell it like it is and are problem solvers. All of this fuels our work environment with great momentum. Grab that fire energy and do a weekend spell for your corporate growth and confidence. Use the flames to spark your ability for making good decisions and achieving great success. Sunday is all about motivation, so it's a great time to get outside and soak up the sun's energy so you can draw from it all week long. Talk to Brigid. Talk to Frere. Go for a horseback ride. Admire an eagle if you see one on your Sunday hike. Of course, if it's a slower day for you on Sunday, wear colors of orange, yellow, and gold, even white and wear gold jewelry to help bring that sun's energy into your day. Now, Sunday is a great day to cast a money spell. Work or no work, it's a good day for it. Sunday is a good day for overcoming work obstacles, and creating a spell that will help you do it is perfect. Sunday is about success. So creating your own personal success sigils for work is an excellent thing to do. Now, if you can tie a Sunday success sigil, that was a tongue twister, say that fast three times, (laughs) Um, Sunday success sigil into a new moon phase, that would be even better. Now, our next new moon on a Sunday could probably be done, you know, that energy work on June 17th, since, you know, the new moon energy carries over a couple days. It's uh, actually falling on a Saturday, but you'll have that new moon energy on Sunday too. Same with July 17th. That new moon falls on a Monday, but you'll definitely have the energy on Sunday too. Uh, But back to the sigils. A sigil is an inscribed or painted symbol that has magical powers. You don't just make them, you activate them as well. You put your own intent into the image. So a sigil is very unique and really only holds power to the person giving it energy. Even then, you still have other work to do, right? If you make a success sigil for work, you still need to put the work into being successful. So side note, I do have an episode coming up about making sigils, and I have pulled a bunch of great information on it. I'm really excited for that one. So bottom line, for 
bringing the Sunday energy into the office, it's really going to be about doing what is best for you on Sundays. You know, tending to our own personal needs really does give us the best foot forward in the coming work week. So I did not have time to write a personal poem for today, but I did find one that is perfect for this episode. So I'm going to go and grab that and I'll be right back. All right, I have my poem, and this might be a tough one because I really feel like I'm tripping up over my words a lot on this recording, and it's not a great time to try to read through a bunch of, I don't know, Shakespearean-type words, (laughs) but I'm going to give it a try. Okay, so this poem about the sun is by Eloise Bibb, and it goes, How many scenes, O sun, hast thou not shone upon? How many tears, O light, have dropped before thy sight? How many heartfelt sighs, how many piercing cries, how many deeds of woe dost thou, bright light, not know? How many broken hearts that are pierced by sorrow's darts, how many maidened brains that are wild with passion's reins? How many souls, sick lives, stabbed with despair's sharp knives? Hast thou, above the skies, not seen with thy radiant eyes? Shine on, majestic one, shine on, O glorious sun, and never fail to cheer my life so dark and drear. Whene'er thou shinest bright and show thy brilliant light, The cares I know each day silently steal away. Well, that is all I have for you today. I will let you know that Annika and I did actually do a full recording last week, which would have been broken down into two amazing episodes. I promise I tested the mics. I got everything ready and I started recording Even looked at the recording graph as we were talking, and it looked like everything was working. But after 90 minutes of taping, saying thank you to Annika for joining me, and then listening to it that night to start editing, I realized one of the mics was actually not working. It looked like both were working, only because the first one was kind of picking up some of the muffled sounds from the other other mic. It gave me that false illusion that both mics were working. I was so mad. Annika and I actually could not get back together um, quick enough to redo the whole thing. So perfect opportunity to get the last episode on the days of the week in and wrap up this series. So Annika and I, I promise, (laughs) we are going to try again, I think at the end of this week, uh, for our fun (laughs) re-recording on Crow and Raven Magic. It's a lot of good energy and a lot of good information, so I'm really hopeful we're going to get it down this time and record correctly. That one was on me. She did not mess up. I did. Well, till then, I hope you are getting some great new moon energy right now. Have a wonderful week and weekend, and I'll talk with you next week.
Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes.